It's the All Seven Days podcast. I'm Stan Fields. That is Trevor Montgomery. How are you guys? I'm doing great, Trevor. Awesome. I'm the I'm the only guy in here, so I'm doing just fine. You are doing good. And all the tens of people that listen to this podcast are doing oh, fine. All as tens well. of them. All tens of them. We love them all, though. We do. We do love them all. And uh, it is uh, it is a great day here in uh, wherever we are, Corinth, Mississippi. And big announcement. You kept the beard. I did keep the beard. You did not cut the beard off. And I told you a funny joke. I said I went in there and they tried to trim it and broke the the trimmer. So <laughs> it's such a manly beard. It's such a manly beard. <laughs> Somebody That's called it cool. a grizzly beard. A grizzly beard. I don't think it's. I wouldn't want to shave a grizzly either. I, I, I manicure it, you know, oil well, it, and brush it. And it's a very nice beard. It's like a pet, almost, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take does it care have of a it. name it does not have a name it should have a name okay that's the next uh that's the next thing for all you listeners out there it's time to name trevor's beard uh send in send in your suggestions for the name of trevor's beard uh, keep it appropriate <laughs> appropriate that's right uh and the name harry is right out we're yeah. not going to even consider that one that's that one's too obvious it's the All Seven Days podcast. Hey, uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, we're up to thirty states now. I thirty saw that. states. That's pretty neat. It is pretty neat. Uh, but we're missing twenty. We are missing twenty. So if I do the math right, that's another twenty states that need to hear the podcast. And I would love to see Alaska and Hawaii light up in blue on that map. So um, if you know anybody in Alaska or Hawaii, let them know about the podcast. Make them listen at least once, and that will light up. That will light up those states on the map. That'd be pretty cool. It would be. I went to college with a couple of people from Alaska. I don't know if they live there now, but... You know what else is in Alaska? Grizzlies. Grizzlies. They have beards. They'd be grizzly beards. <laughs> That's what it was called, a grizzly beard. <laughs> we do appreciate you guys uh, listening and letting others know about the podcast. You know the rules. Send in your questions to ask at all7days.com. Or send us a voicemail or a text at 864-660-9473. I almost forgot my own number. 9473. Uh, or check out the new Facebook uh, All 7 Days Hangout and uh, interact with us there. You can even continue the conversation after the show. Um, hey, and order your All 7 Days coffee mugs. Get those mugs. At all7days.com. Look for the shop link at the top. And Trevor, you recently spoke to our youth. I did. And, I did. And it was, uh, I was there, but I'll get your perspective of it first. How do you think it went? I had mixed feelings, but I'm kind of critical about myself. As you, know, you I, should be. You know, I, I envisioned myself what I was going to say and how I was going to present things. So Kind of like a Martin Luther kind of guy coming out and just whacking everybody and saying you're all apostate and that kind of thing? Or no, no. I just, you know, I had certain expectations. I, I don't feel like it was terrible by any means, but always room for improvement. But I felt like everybody enjoyed it. Yeah. Everybody was yeah. very encouraging and hugs, high fives, and... Uh, I had people tell me on Sunday that people were talking about me talking Sunday or Wednesday night. So were they were they saying it was good or they're just talking about you talking? 
you know, right now, I'll just take it that they were talking about, man. <laughs> There's no such thing as, uh, as bad coverage. Is that what you're no. saying? No. Um, if they asked me to speak again, then I must have done a good job. There you go. That's, so, that's, we'll a, good, that's a good indicator. And I will say you did, you did do a great job. Thank you. I uh, thought, thought it was done well and well-received. Uh, Thank you. Kids, the, our, our small group, uh, which you're a part as well, uh, had good conversation after the Excellent. after the talk was over. So. I talked to a couple other of the small group leaders, and they said that their groups actually were more engaged in conversation yeah. in their group than past weeks. Yeah, not saying I'm I, better than the others, but um, at least you got them talking. Attention. Yeah, you I mean, got them talking, what, and that was a, that was the whole point. So that's good. Uh, what else have we not covered? I think that's about it. Yeah. Um, so. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> no, we'll take a quick break. This is the All 7 Days Podcast. Hey, pastors and church administrators, listen to this. All 7 Days is proud to be partnered with Faith Teams. Faith Teams is a web-based church management software with all the features your church needs and price so that any church can afford it. It's packed with features including attendance tracking, kids check-in, volunteer scheduling, automated guest follow-up, contributions, online giving and text to give, built-in email and text messaging tools, and a whole lot more. Best of all, it's all in one single system at a price that makes sense. They have a free 14-day trial so you can try the entire system before you pay a dime. Keep it in pages $40 a month. That's right, $40 a month for every available feature. Go to all7days.com slash faithteams to learn more and use the links provided for your free 14-day trial. When you sign up, tell them All 7 Days sent you. Faith Teams, the easy and affordable church management software. What happens when a theology nerd who builds guitar pedals, his pastor, and a Lutheran guy from Nebraska get together on a weekly basis? The Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast, that's what... The Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast explores the Christian faith, practice, and worship through the lens of Sola Scriptura and Tota Scriptura, comparing and contrasting what God says to popular practices, songs, and ideas in the modern church world. You can even join in the discussion in the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast Lounge Facebook group, and make sure you subscribe to the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast right now on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. This is the All 7 Days Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we're going to get right into this week's listener question. This question is kind of interesting in that it comes from my son. I know I'm not supposed to say who it, who it really is, but this is Cody, and I have to qualify the question, too, because the way he phrases it, uh, you can tell where he goes to church, and it's at Pastor Bradley's church at Resurrection Church in Greer, South Carolina. And uh, so it's kind of awkward to him to ask this question because he's just been on the podcast. So um, Cody asked this question, and he asks it in this way. How does one know when it's time to leave a church? For the record, he says, I'm not asking this in regards to myself. It would be kind of awkward to ask that when my pastor is about to start making appearances on this podcast. So uh, regardless of whether or not Cody is dissatisfied at Resurrection Church, which he is not, I can vouch for that, uh, it is a valid question. Mm -hmm. uh, because, and here, it's kind of a strange question when you try to answer it biblically. Because 
there is no Bible for this scenario. Right. Uh, back when the Bible was written, there was a church, the church. Uh, the church was new, so there wasn't there wasn't all this denominationalism going on. There was there was the church. You had one right? option, right? You had you because that was it, right? Mm-hmm. It was it was fledgling. It was new. There was a gathering of believers. They gathered in one place. That was where the church met. So if you left the church for some sort of negative reason, then I guess you just went home, right? Because there was no place else to go. That was church. So, uh, so there's no Bible for this. Um, but, um, I can think of, I can, I can think, so we're going to, we're going to approach this not from a, so much a biblical standpoint, but a practical standpoint, not that the, not that the Bible's not practical. Right. Of course it is. Um, but since there's no real addressing of this in the Bible, we have to we have to kind of take some biblical principles and apply them to how um, we might approach this subject. So I can think of some positive reasons to leave a church, right? And that is because you know you're you're moving, you're going to a new city, so you have to you're going to leave a church and hopefully you know do the right thing and find another find one new, to go to in the right. new in the new city. Um, I've had that situation. You've probably had that situation. I mean, that's that's just I mean, that's just life. That's just life coming to you. There's also the possibility that you might be starting like a new ministry or something at a different church. They've they have um, maybe asked you to come do something at that church, or um, uh, maybe um, something you're, you're involved with in ministry has has called you away from one church and into another. And uh, I, I can think of that possibility as well. And I think I, I've, I can probably think of a couple of scenarios where I've actually seen that happen, uh, where someone was uh, involved pretty heavily in a church and got called into another ministry. And, and, but that ministry opportunity was at a different church, uh, a compatible church, mm-hmm. I, sh- I should say. And uh, so they made that move and started that or came, became involved in that ministry at a different church. And uh, I think as long as that's done in a in a congenial and you know, um, how should I say this, um, cordial way, I guess right. you could say part part ways Left on good terms. Exactly, uh... exactly. Uh, everybody was on board with it, and uh, it was handled handled really well. I think those are those are perfectly legitimate reasons for. I agree. For, I agree. Uh, but there's also negative reasons you might you might leave a church, right? Um, if the church is not teaching truth as, as you see it in Scripture, that might be a reason to say, hey, um, uh, I'm, I can't sit under this teaching because it's not true. Right. Uh, um, not necessarily a matter of opinion. There are things that we can disagree on, uh, but there are certain you know, biblical doctrines that we need to adhere to, um, to to sometimes sit under that teaching. So you might you might find yourself at a position where you might need to leave a church for that, um, or the leadership of a church might be teaching truth, but may not be governing or maybe maybe not even setting the example. They're they're saying there's it's the do as I say, not as I do right. mentality, uh, and you might not feel comfortable sitting under that leadership. As, are, are you as, saying like? The leadership's maybe doing some shady things outside of church, or 
maybe both, maybe outside of the church, maybe inside, inside of, the church. of the church, teaching one way, living another. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and, uh, and like I said, not, not governing the church, not setting up a church structure as mm-hmm. it's, as it's mentioned in scripture. So you might not feel comfortable sitting under that leadership. And, and I can understand all of those reasons, right? You see something in scripture and it bothers your conscience that your church isn't doing that. So you might feel led to find a church that does fit that, like you like you think it should. Um, we certainly wouldn't want anybody to violate their conscience, and therefore they would be. I think they would be justified in leaving for those reasons. However, those very reasons might also be a reason to stay. Right. And I say that uh, with the thought that perhaps you've been there long enough or had enough influence with people and leadership at that church to be able to influence a change of direction. Right. Um, so uh, can you influence enough to be able to speak into leadership and hopefully correct some of the teaching that they see? Now, that's a difficult position to be in for someone who just attends a church trying to come to someone who has some sort of a seminary degree or something Mm -hmm. like that saying, Hey, I see this in scripture and I don't see us doing this, or I see you doing this like this and it doesn't match what scripture says. Can we talk about this? Uh, And maybe they, maybe they have a good reason for it and maybe you're interpreting it wrong, but I think, I think it's quite valid to stay and have that conversation. Yeah. You need to have that conversation to kind of clarify. Maybe you are misreading how they're exactly. So, Definitely communication right. with the leadership. And I would hope even if, even if you decide to leave that you know you don't just leave. Right. That you would have that conversation. So that is that scenario. Um, but you might also have enough of a relationship that you can uh, speak into those lies. And if they are wrong, be able to correct it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would certainly want that. If I was pastoring a church and there was something I was doing that wasn't lining up a scripture, I would hope that someone would come and say, hey, I see this. Why are you doing this? And can we talk about it? And hopefully, if I'm doing it wrong, correct me. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would hope I would have that humility. Uh, and I, I think our church leaders would want that humility as well. I think in any business or organization, you don't want a bunch of yes men. Absolutely. You know, you do, as uncomfortable as it is, I think you need those people that are going to maybe not agree with everything that you're doing. Yep. Uh, and it yep. kind of keeps you on the on the straight path that you're not just, everybody's just agreeing with what you're doing. And right. before you know it, the wheels are falling off. Right. I, I, and I would agree with that completely. I've worked for companies who expected you to just fall in line and do what they say. But I've also worked for companies that, have appreciated input in the past, even though I wasn't the person who was able to make the final decision. But when I think companies that ask the question, can we do things better are more prone to be responsive to the answers that they get. And Mm -hmm. I think churches should definitely be doing the same thing. Uh, Do you see us, do you see us uh, aligned with scripture and, um, you know, can you come to us with anything that we might be doing wrong? So, uh, can you do that? Can you help um, change the way a church governs so that uh, discipline can be done scripturally? 
and uh, structure put in place that would uphold what's what the Bible teaches? Do you have that kind of influence, I guess is what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. if you do, instead of just leaving, you might want to stay and try to change the culture of that church. And I think that would be, I think it would be a blessing to the church. I mean, anytime you can align anyone or any organization back to what Scripture says, you've done them a great service. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, uh, I think that's what you at least should strive to do. Now, certainly there, there are reasons not to leave a church, right? If you just feel like you need something from a church, like a worship style, maybe, or the volume of the music's too loud, right. um, you know, that's, that's not necessarily a reason to leave a church. You're at right? church for the wrong reason, if that's what you're there for. It, yeah, I think. yeah, that's, that's probably true. And if you if the teaching of a church steps on your toes, that's probably exactly where you need to be, right? <laughs> if you're not uncomfortable, <laughs> if you're not if if the gospel doesn't make you uncomfortable at times, then you're not hearing the gospel ever. I mean, uh, there's there's one pastor out there. I think it's John MacArthur who said, uh, you know, a lot. And I'm paraphrasing, of course. A lot of churches want people just to feel comfortable when they come in. He said, "It's my job to offend as many people as possible with the gospel." And that's so true because the gospel is offensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you are if you are you know just living in your sin and you hear the gospel and you hear you hear that everything that you're doing is rotten, that should be offensive, right? In one way or the other, right? So we should be offended at our sin, or we should be offended that you're telling me I can't do what I want to do, All right? So the gospel is is just that way. And if relationships kind of go sour in a church, that's not necess- that's not a reason. I'm not going to even say necessarily a reason. It's not a reason to leave right. because we are supposed to try to work those relationships out. So if somebody's hurt your feelings at a church, um, you, you're, you're commanded in Scripture to go work that out with them. Mm-hmm. The Bible talks about, you know, if, if, you're, if you, bring in your alt- you bring in your gift to church and you remember someone has something against you, Leave your gift, go to that person. In other words, stop worshiping, go to that person and work it out, and then come back and offer your gift. Um, so uh, there's some scripture for you. There you go. I, I don't even know, I can't even tell you where that is, but um, it's in it's in the Bible. <laughs> I think that's, that's huge is, you know, we always talk about we're not meant to do this life alone. Right. And you are going to get hurt. You, you always get hurt by your friends, family, but you do work it out. And I think more people need to hear that, that, yeah, your feelings get hurt, but right. is it worth maybe leaving the group of friends that you spent five years making at that church because one individual hurt your feelings? Right. Is it that bad that you can't work it out? And I think right. as adults, we should be able to come together and right. work these and things out. What I'm not saying is, is you got to be best friends with everybody at church either. So, no. I mean, you're going to have relationships. You're going to have people in your life where, quite frankly, you're just not that fond of. That's okay. Yeah. But at least, you know, love them enough to be able to worship with them, right? Mm-hmm. And and love God enough to be able to put that to the side. Because when you're there to worship, you're not there about them. And you're right. not there about your feelings. You're there about 
Well, you are there about your feelings to an extent. You're there about how you feel about God. Mm-hmm. You're not there about how you feel about someone else. Yeah, being seen by someone. Right, exactly. Um, so I would say leaving a church for a negative reason, something's going on you don't like at a church, should always be a last resort. Right. Absolute last resort. And if it has to happen, it should always be done as peaceably as possible. Romans twelve eighteen says, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. So make sure that if you have to go, everyone knows where you stand, but you've spoken that truth in love. Mm-hmm. You've made your case in, in is, you know, it, with every intention of trying to work it out before you go. Um, and if you're truly being led by God to make that decision, um, you will proceed in the fruit of the Spirit, right? Galatians 5, and 23. That's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So that's that's my take on when it's okay to leave a church and how how you can figure out when to leave a church now um and we both have stories we're about to tell about about leaving a church um mine uh, i may or may not have done it exactly right um and now I, I have left churches because i moved moved cities um and that i think all that went just fine um but I've also left because of um, an issue that I had with a particular church where um, Pam and I had gone through uh, a couple of periods of pretty extreme loss. Uh, I had lost my best friend and lost a very close friend uh, who was in the Army. He was killed in the Army, and I was executive of his estate. And had gone through, or was in the midst of going through an entire year of memorial services and, and funerals and um, other kind of, you know, all this military stuff, a funeral at Arlington, uh, several things like that. An entire year of ministering to uh, his family, speaking at uh, many of these events, and uh, it was just a really, really tough time. And I was I was very involved in my church and uh, led worship, um, did a lot of lot of teaching, did a lot of youth ministry there. And during this time, I just I I didn't have much else to give, so I had withdrawn from some of those leadership roles, and to, in order to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the elders of that church. Um, basically told me in a series of emails that I needed to get over it and start serving again. And, uh, and I really, you know, that, that was a, that was a punch in the gut really. And after many emails back and forth, and, and that was kind of the other sad thing about it. We should have sat down face to face. We really should have. And I regret that I'd really do. But it was it was pretty obvious that he was not going to change his stance on this, even though I had you know tried to describe my situation as you know this this guy was I was really close to this guy he meant a lot to me it was it was 
Uh, it was like losing a son, and not to mention that, but the, the emotional stress and trauma of not only getting that news, but having to having to minister to his, his mom and his sister and their entire family through that entire year. I mean, it was just emotionally draining, and I just I had nothing to offer at that point to anything else, really. And uh, so I decided that if that was the kind of leadership that was going to be on, on me, pressuring me to get back into the service of that congregation, I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't stay. And uh, so Pam and I left and it, for us, it turned out really well. I mean, we, we landed in a, in a really good church and it prepared us for our move back to Mississippi. This was in South Carolina. I moved back to Mississippi. Um, not, terribly long after that um but that was my situation why i left a church now did i handle everything great there there i wish that i could go back and do a few things differently mm -hmm. have have a face-to-face -face conversation with this gentleman instead of something over email i really do regret that uh, i don't know that it would have changed anything long term but i think we could have it would have been better for tone of voice right. for emotion to be a little more you don't have, you can't read emotion correctly on right. on written written word, and if we could have sat across the table from each other and had these conversations, I think it would have I think it would have been probably better received from him and from me, right. and it may have turned out different. I don't know, uh, and I'll never know at this point. It's it's too far gone. Uh, I still love those people. I love that church, uh, and I wish them nothing but the best. Um, but that's it's all water under the bridge now. So. It's just where we are. So that's my story. Um, I don't know if that helps or hinders anybody, but uh, that's just that's just where how it happened for me. Uh, and again, I'm not saying I'm, I did that right. I don't hold that up as an example for anyone to follow. It's just you know, just being real and being honest. That's that's my story of how I parted from a church at one point. So I'll leave it's it at that. Terrible. I, well, not terrible. I, I mean, not. you learned from it. And, I did, yeah. But it prepared you for where you're at now so that's true you can't that's be true. too regretful no. uh my story is a little bit differently um moved here uh almost five years ago and i went for about two two and a half years without a church and so uh, i was going through a really low time in my life and a friend of mine who attended a church um small church here in town uh knew what i was going through and he was not a higher up at the church, but he had influence over the youth and he was, uh, served in the band. And so, um, he reached out. Mm -hmm. And so I started going to this church and I enjoyed the church. The style was a lot different than what I'm used to, but it was me back in church. So I was very thankful. And I went right. every week that I could. And so, um, I really just dove in head first going to church but that's all it was, was just going to church. Right. Um, and so I, I went there for about four or five months, and then I found myself at a, a point where I just had this feeling like I needed more. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that this church wasn't giving me what I needed, but I just needed more, I, I think, opportunities for myself to grow right? and as well as my son. And like I said, it was a smaller church. Um Everybody was great there, very 
you know, kind, sweet, loving, you know, to my son and I. Um, but like I said, I was just going to church. There was nothing else. Right. So, um, I decided to start looking for different churches. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I felt like a free agent in like sports. Like I, <laughs> I would go to different churches and just, and just try them out to see. What were your offers? You know, 10 years, <laughs> no, no offers like that. Um, and so the second church that I went to, um, just, it wasn't anything that pulled me in, but I just felt comfortable there. Mm -hmm. And it was a bigger church. Um, I think um, how how nice everybody was, not saying that the other church people weren't nice, but right. there was more people my age, which was comforting mm -hmm. for me, mm -hmm. um, not being from here, right. not knowing anybody. Um, it's scary going to a church that you don't know anybody you don't know anybody in town and right. you show up at this big church and so many people were welcoming. Right. Um, I enjoyed the flow of the service. So, um, it just felt comfortable. And then as I stayed longer, um, there was more opportunities to grow right. and it, it met my needs and it met my son's needs. Mm -hmm. So, um, I didn't leave the other church. I, I mean, I told my friend, right why I was leaving and we still talk to this day and right. he's still very supportive of me and I'm very supportive of him. Right. And he's kind of taken on more of a leadership role in that church and, um, but no hard feelings or anything like right. that. And, um, so I, I left the church on good terms, I think. Yeah. Um, not because of teaching styles or anything like that, right. but I guess I just needed more, um, opportunity. I felt like I was, ready to grow right so yeah and i think i have yeah i think so too um yeah it's it's so important to be able to to plug in not we talk about this a good bit in in the uh in our discover crossroads class that we we teach every month brian davis teaches this particular class and he talks about how there's this great balance that you have to strike um and you know, small churches are, are awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, there, there's a great advantage to those, but there's, there's a, you know, and I, I'm not advocating for a mega church by any means. Um, and our church isn't that either, but it's big enough that we've got places for every family member to plug in. Right. There's something for everyone there. And a lot of smaller churches, you know, just can't offer that, right. uh, or at least not yet. Mm -hmm. We, you know, our prayer for them is that, you know they can they can begin to grow and and bring and bring more people in, right. um, but at the same time that they don't just try to grow a church just to have people in pews, mm -hmm. because they will di get disconnected from that. They need, um, I, I believe, people need something. Um, they're they're coming there to worship, but they're also coming there to serve, right? Mm -hmm. And and they need that. They need to be able to have that opportunity to make a difference. Um, and I think that's, that's probably what you found, right. found there for, for you and Jameson to be able to, to plug in. And I guess and from being away from church for so long and then coming back, um, you know, I just, I, I needed more. I, I don't know how else to put it as far as, um, I was given an opportunity to kind of recreate who I was as a person or as an individual. And, uh, I decided that 
this is the path that I wanted to go. Yeah. And so, um, it's amazing yeah. where I'm at now compared, like looking back. Uh, I would agree. Would you have, uh, ever considered speaking at that other church? No. And here you are just a little yeah, while ago like, speaking uh, to our youth and doing a great job. I started job. off parking, parking team. And then <laughs> now look at it. It's like, I know. And you're still doing the like, parking team work. Yeah, I still do that. Yeah. Pretty wet. soon I'm going to be like the head pastor. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm not going to be the head pastor. <laughs> you did get a good free agent offer, didn't I you? I did. <laughs> Three years and I get to be the head pastor. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, well, hopefully that answered the question. I don't know. Um, we, may, we may get some uh, good feedback from Pastor Bradley on that one, <laughs> especially since my son's threatening to leave his church now, yes. apparently. Uh, that is, uh, that's it for this week. Uh, we do appreciate you listening. Next week, we're going to talk about God's message to a divided United States of America. That's kind of interesting, kind of interesting question. Uh, so we want to thank you for listening this week. Remember, get your questions in, ask at all seven days.com voicemail or text eight, six, four, six, six, zero, nine, four, seven, three. And uh, let others know about the podcast. If you're listening on uh, iTunes, give us a review. Uh, hopefully it's five stars. But if not, let us know what we're doing wrong. Uh, we'd love to get better at this. And uh, you can also support the podcast at all7days.com slash shop. Look for the support options there. You get mugs if you support the podcast. Yeah, you want those mugs. The coffee tastes you. better. I'm telling you it does. This is the All 7 Days Podcast, where the goal is to make you think so highly of God that you forget about yourself. Now go give someone what you value most today. Today.